<laughs> Songwriter said, ain't no other way. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Can't, how did we, how, what did we do before we got saved? How did we live before the Lord saved us? I don't know how we did it. Jesus. But I know today there's no other way. Can't do it now. Whatever I did back then, I can't do it now, Woody. <laughs> Ain't no other way. Excuse our English. In music, you're allowed to do stuff like that. Ain't got no time to be messing around. Right? <laughs> you, could, you could say that in lyrics. We thank God. We thank God. Give the choir a hand, everybody. Let's thank them. So we're going to continue our study in the book of Colossians. We're in chapter 3. We actually made the chapter 3 before Thanksgiving. Thank God. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, the letter to the saints at Colossae. And we're looking at the third chapter. And it continues on stuff that we've already talked about. Amen? Amen. Remember, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus being the supreme, the preeminent, the highest office, the, the no authority higher than his. We're talking about those kind of things. And we mentioned how he has power over all principalities and powers. And principalities are the little kings and the powers of the big kings. And we're talking about stuff in the natural and in the spirit. Amen. He made open show of the devil and all his imps. He did it at Calvary. Yes, he did. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I want to read some part, the first part of chapter 3, is, uh, 1 through 4. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ. Now, you can take that if and you can put the word sense in there. Since ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. You know, some little child asked the question, how can God do all those things when Christ sitting on his hand? You know, I love children. The right hand represents authority. It's the right side. The right side represents authority, power, and privilege, and blessings, and things like that. And since the Lord is on the right hand, you put the one you honor on your right. Even in the military, you do that. The one with the rank, the one with the higher rank goes on the right. Even when you're sitting in the car, or you're walking, or you're marching, whatever, the one with the rank goes on the right. And so, to be on the right hand of God is saying that the Father is honoring the Son, and holding the Son up. Amen. Like it says in Philippians, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus, okay, every knee should bow, things in earth, things under, in heaven and things under earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. It gives the Father glory to elevate the Son. Amen? Amen? Alrighty. So here it says, he's on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For we are dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him 
in glory. So look what it says here. It wants us, since, since we're risen with Christ, it wants, the word is telling us to set our affection, our feelings, our desires on things above. Now, how do you set your things, affections on things above? Because I don't even know what things above are. I, don't, I can't see it. I can't touch it. I don't know where it is. You know, so I guess I use my imagination and I set my things on things. My affection and my love is in heaven. And, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's not that clear, is it? All right. But what the Lord wants us to do, what the word is telling us to do, is telling us to seek those things which are above, to, to anticipate and to seek after the will of the Lord. Okay? The, we we want to do his will. You know, we, wanna, uh, we want to um, not just identify with him, but we want to do what he wants us to do. We want to please him, and we want to uh, live a life that's in anticipation of his coming. Remember, the original readers of this letter were, were probably under persecution, probably suffering a lot of stuff, and they had, to look, they had something to look forward to, and they were looking forward to the coming of the Lord, all right? You, you and I have to look forward to his coming, too. Even though we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave, and, and supposedly we have uh, freedom of religion, supposedly, right? Um, it's, it's not the same. Okay, and and we it, it's it's a little, it takes a little more for us to comprehend the the coming of the Lord and and uh, and the desire to see Him because we're trying to do some other things right now. Oh, you don't have to say Amen, but you know it's true. We're trying to get more jobs, more money, more people, more notoriety, more power, more influence, more stuff more items, more toys and gadgets and things. That's where our affection has been. I'm not going to speak for all y'all, but that's, a, that's where some of our affection has been. On gathering all these things, right? And we're not looking for the end. You know, especially you young and healthy ones who think you're invincible. You don't consider that there's an end, right? But as you get older and as you mature, do you see the end coming. You see it coming. Uh-huh. I told you about the, the pastor who just passed away and how there's a whole generation of those men and women who have left us and who are going. And guess who's up next? My buddy, Milton Hobbs, Pastor Milton Hobbs, said, you know, he says, we're on deck. Uh-huh, we're on deck. Talking about us, not y'all. Talking about us, right? We're on deck because the generation above us is going gradually leaving us, and the, you know they're leaving us. All right, and so who's up next? Who you think is up next? Uh huh. So anyhow, so as you mature, you, you see the incoming. But anyhow, but when you when you're young and healthy and strong and invincible, and you have your life quote unquote ahead of you, you don't see that there's no end to that. You just starting out. You just beginning. But these folks are looking for an end. The original readers of this text is looking for an end because they're going through some stuff. Amen. They're going through some things. They're being persecuted. They're being chased. They're being accused. They're, they're being treated badly for Christ's sake. Okay? So we're going to seek those things which are above. We want to seek. We want to seek. We want to search. We want to look for the will of God in our life. What is his purpose in my life, 
right? I know what my per, I know what I want. I got some things. I got a short list of things I want. I want to accomplish things I want to have, things I want to do. Even in, in in terms of ministry, there's some stuff I want, and I want to do. But what I really need to do is find out what He wants. What does He want for me? What is his purpose for me? And that's what I'm seeking. You know, and so when the scripture tells you in um, Matthew chapter 6, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. All the things that's added unto you are all those necessities that we like to gather. Amen. And, and seeking the kingdom of God, seeking his will, seeking his, his, his work. What does he want? I need to find out, and you need to find out, what does he want from me? You could go ahead and make your vision board and do those things, put that stuff up there, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, or do these things, you know. And you need to seek Jesus and see how much of that vision board is he in. I have dreams, I have goals, but where, are, where is Jesus in those dreams and goals and ambitions? Where is he? And God forbid, if he say one day, all right, face him, we're going to take all this stuff down, this is what we're going to do next. And I'll be like, Lord, please. <laughs> right? And if he's my God, he has the right to do that. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. We we wanna we wanna go after what he wants. Find out what he wants. How am I gonna find out what he wants? I'm gonna stay in the word. I'm gonna stay in prayer. I'm gonna stay in fellowship. And through those items, the Lord is gonna minister to me and show me what he wants for me. And he's gonna talk to me personally too. Amen. Yes, indeed, children, just like you go boldly to the throne of grace to receive forgiveness of sins, the Lord talks to you on an individual basis, too. Yes, he does. See, the Bible gives us what we call general guidance, remember? General guidance is for everybody, but the Holy Ghost gives you specific guidance. Your calling, right, and, and your ambition and the thing, the job you should go for and how you should approach things, you get that from the Holy Spirit. He gives you specific guidance. And we need to hold on to that guidance. Amen? Amen. So look what it says here. It says you're dead. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Death is separation. For ye are dead. And your life is hid in Christ, with Christ and God. All right, so you're dead now. And your life is hid in Christ with God. All right? And so in other words, you're separated. Death is separation. Just like we talked about our sins being separated from us, and we're, separ we're separated from the world. Even though we're in the world, we're separated from the world. We're in it, but we're not of it. Does it make sense? You're in that group, but you're not part of that group. You're in, the, you're in there, but you're not part of it. And you know, just like the word says, we're pilgrims and strangers, and we're aliens, and those kind of things, because our citizenship is in heaven. Even though I haven't been there yet, I'm a citizen there. Those kind of things. All right? So we're dead and death in the terms of we're separate. Okay? And our life is hid in, with Christ in God. All right? So, so check this out. So I'm hid with Christ in God. I'm dead with him. 
when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Now, don't get the, don't, we don't want to get you the wrong idea. It's, we're not hiding from the world. Amen. Amen? Amen? We're not hiding from the world. Our life is in him. You're out in the world. You're walking and talking and working and schooling and doing all those things amongst the people of the world. And, you know, and we're, we're not hiding. But our life is hid. Our life is protected. Right. It's hid in Christ. It's protected. It is safe. It is secure in Jesus. Just as if you have some precious, valuable, let's call it a piece of jewelry or something, and you hid it in the safe. Right. That's why it's called the safe because people can't get to it, right? Your life, your salvation, your soul is hid in Christ and it's safe and nobody can get to it. We're talking about your spiritual life, your soul, right? They can get to the body and we've seen evidence of that all the time. They can get to this, but they can't get to that, okay? So we're hidden in Christ and when he appears, we're gonna appear with him. We're gonna appear with him and we're gonna appear like him. Okay, one, one verse says that when he appears, we shall be just like him and we shall see him as he is because we're going to be just like him. Okay, so that kind of thing. And so we want you to understand this, that, that we are in Christ. See, what we're trying to get you to do, we're trying to get you and us to identify with Jesus. That's what we want to do, identify with Jesus. You know how we identify we identify with our family, our gender, our ethnic group, our race, our occupation, our business, even our ministry. We identify with our age and education and where we live and where we're from, the country, and even our fandom. There's folks who identify as fans of a certain sport team and those kind of things, right? You know, I, I like to, or I stand in South Orange, I say, look, you know, I might be living in South Orange, but I'm from East Orange. And I, and I say with a little attitude. So, so, you know, because that's where I'm from. That's where I'm identifying. I know this guy who, who says his grandfather was a Negro, his daddy was colored, and his children are African-American. But I know this guy who says he black. Y'all might know the guy I'm talking about. You hear that's how I identify. I mean, you know, the individual I'm talking about identifies as being black. He's not identified as being colored or Negro or even African American. All right? He identifies as a black man in America. And he does it with an attitude, too. All right? And so we identify. We trying to get us to identify with Christ. Our walk, our talk, our mannerism, the way we conduct ourselves, we want to show Jesus. You know, the apostles were with Jesus, and when they were brought before the, the court and the Sanhedrin and those people, they perceived that these uneducated men was with Jesus. Because that's what they knew. That's what they did. That's what they talked about. That's what they identified with. And we need to identify with Jesus, too. It should not be a secret. It should not be a secret that you're a Christian man, woman, child. You don't have to go around announcing it, but, you know, 
it shouldn't have to be a secret. Or matter of fact, when they find out, mama told me you don't have to dress like one, but when they find out you are one, they should not be surprised. Okay? So we identify our identifications in Christ. See, here's, here's what we learn. That in the Old Testament, we talked about this before, God identified through the patriarchs. I am the Lord your God, the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And now, we, now God is identified with Jesus Christ, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what he has also done, he identifies you in Christ. You hear what I'm saying? He identifies you in Christ, and he gives you credit for stuff you have not done. It's as if you're in a, a, a group, group work situation, and there's two people in the group, you and Jesus. Jesus does all the work, and you're in the group, and you get credit. All right, Jesus earned the A, you get the A too. Uh-huh. I know some people live like that. So because he's done the work and you're with him and he's doing all the work and he shares the credit with you. Now, we're not talking about you dying for sins and, you know, and saving folk. We're not talking about that kind of thing. But we're talking about that righteousness that's given unto us by Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin that you and I could become righteousness of God. In him, in him, y'all, not outside of him, in him, I'm righteous. I'm righteous in him. I'm saved in him. I'm complete in him. Without him, the songwriter said and the choir said, I can't do it. I can't live it. Right? But in him, I am righteous and complete and saved and, and, and holy and a whole bunch of other things that I have not deserved or earned. Okay? So we want you to identify yourself in Christ. And somebody says, I already do that. Well, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> for the rest of us, we need to identify in Christ. We need to show ourselves Christian. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need to show ourselves like Jesus. We need to do things that will amplify the Jesus that's in us. The Bible says we have the salvation. We have to work out our soul salvation. The salvation is on the inside, and we need, work it on, we need to work it out on the outside. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Uh, that's what other people do. They proudly declare who they are and what they do. Oh, my goodness. Well, you don't have to tell me that you're bisexual. I don't need to know that. That's, that's not my business. Right, hello, how are you? I'm about so-and-so, you're so-and-so. I'm about, what? No, I don't need to know that. Right? I don't even have to know where you're from. Right? I don't have to know what political party you, you affiliate with. Oh, by the way, I'm a registered independent. Y'all don't need to know that either, right? But I can't help myself. But I, I don't need to know that. Okay, I don't need to know who you're voting for, and who you you know, and you can wear the hat and you can have the signs. I'm not interested. I don't need to know those things. But people will boldly identify and let you know who they are. We need to be such bold. We need to have such boldness that we easily identify with Jesus. 
and say, well, you, you're not celebrating Halloween? No. I'm a Christian. Well, I'm a Christian too. Well, good for you. <laughs> but I don't believe in that. <laughs> All right? Ask, ask me a question, I'll give you the answer. Amen? Amen. But I'm not going to, I don't have to walk around with a, 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 a sandwich sign, you know, or a placard that says what I am and who I am or what I believe. I don't need to do that. I should live in such a way that it's evident. All right? And when someone comes to you and challenges you, and you, if they ask you the good question, you should be able to give an answer. An easy answer of why you have this hope. We should be able to answer that question. Why do you believe? What, what do you mean? You know, and how are, you know, the holidays are coming. How are you celebrating? Oh, it's a good opportunity, y'all. It's a good opportunity to tell you people who you are and what you do. Even Thanksgiving. It's not about the food and the eats, which we love to do, and we're going to satisfy our flesh on Thanksgiving, and we're going to have to repent afterwards. It's not about that. We should be able to talk about what we're thankful for. Amen? Amen. So let's identify with Jesus. God already identifies you with Jesus. You need to self-identify with him. Now, some people already know because they watch you. They stalk you. They see you on Facebook. Oh, oh, can I talk about Facebook for a minute? And Instagram and these other things that I'm not really all that familiar with. Um, be careful what you do on those social media sites because you're going to do something and somebody's not going to forgive you. Right? And if you make a mistake there, it's going to be an everlasting mistake. Right? And folk won't forget it. Be careful how you affiliate with certain people because you're, you're, you're going to be judged by the group you're with. And even though you're not in that group, if you're on the social media site affiliating yourself with that group, you become one of them. And if that group does good or that group does bad, you're going to get credit for some of that. So be careful with those things. Okay? And you can always do less. I don't care who you are or how seldom you use it, you can always do less. Amen? That's, that's a word from Pastor Facing today. It's not necessarily a Holy Ghost. All right, but anyhow. So what we're saying, identify with him. Okay? It says here that you're risen with him and you shall appear with him. When he appears, you shall appear with him. You shall appear just like him. Okay? Let me read. I wanted to get this verse. I wanted to read it. And now it's not in front of me anymore. But here we go. Okay? So the other thing is that the scripture teaches us and it says so here later on in this chapter, the mortify, to put to death the deeds of the flesh. That means those things that we used to do, the sins we used to commit. You know, one verse says, lay aside every sin and the weight that so easily besets us and run this race with patience. Okay? And so, so that's, how, that's how we're going to identify ourselves by, 
by laying aside the sin. Now, we used to identify ourselves by changing how we dressed and taking off this and taking off that and, and you know, and being mummified and, 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 and being restricted by the restrictions, you know, and those kind of things. Some of y'all haven't experienced that and you're grateful. But some of us remember those days, those good old days when we lived in fear. Okay? All right, we used to identify like that. You know, how do you identify the Catholic priest? He walks around with a collar, right? I have some friends when I was in um, school over at Drew, and some folks um, who said that the collar, they're like a, they're, that they are like an icon, an icon, right? And that's why they wear the collar all the time. These, these folks weren't even Catholic. They may have been Episcopal or something like that. They're icon, that's why they wear the collar. Uh, you know, I, I held my peace. I had no comment. Right? Because face is not under that kind of restriction. You know, I'm not trying to wear a collar. I almost wore one on Halloween day, I must admit. You know, I was in the school on Halloween. I started to dress like a preacher. Everybody else was dressed up. I, I, I could have got away with that one. But when they find out it's not true, which they know it's not, you know, I'm not faking it, then I'll get accused of bringing religion into the school. So, you know, even though everybody else brought their religion there, I can't bring mine. Anyhow, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here we go. So, after we're done. So, just this is the thing. Of all the things you are and the things you want to do and the things you go after, let's go after Jesus. We like to pray and we pray to his pockets and we pray to his hands, right? Because he has deep pockets, he has long hands, and we want some of that stuff. Lord, I want you to lay your hand on me. I want you to lay your hand on that one. I want you to reach in your pocket and give me the stuff I want. I have a whole shopping list, a whole Christmas list of things I want God to do for me. And what I need to do is seek his face and find out what he wants me to do. You hear what I'm saying? What do you want? All right. I need to give him a turn. Okay, now you tell me what you want. And he's telling me through his word and through his spirit. And even through the fellowship of the saints, he's telling me what, I, what, I, what he wants from me, that kind of thing. So let's identify. You don't have to get a T-shirt. You, you could get one. You don't have to get a T-shirt or a special hat or anything like that. You just live the life. Live as a Christian man, woman, child. Live this thing out and let the folks see what a Christian looks like. We got some folks who got bad ideas about us. We, we were talking, I was in a conversation, and I'll say, well, can you judge every Muslim by Al-Qaeda? And the answer is no. Can you judge every German by Hitler? No. Can you judge every Christian by the Ku Klux Klan who claimed to be Christian? The answer is no. Some child said yes. I said, why do you say that? Because they hate Jews. And so somebody perceives that Christians hate Jews and put us with that group of crazy supremacists, right? You know, and so we need to show people what Christians are really about. Amen? And we do that by living among them, 
Remember, your life is hid, but you're not hiding. We're out in the open. My life is hid and protected. All right? But I'm living out in the open, and so are you. We're living out in the open. We're living in the world amongst, amongst the folk. And we're not doing the stuff we used to do because we're in Christ now. We are new creations in Christ Jesus, especially for those folks who knew you when. You know those people. You know that. I knew you when. I remember when. And we used to do this. And I remember that. That's good that they remember that because they could contrast that to the man, woman, child that you are right now. So I'm glad you remember me when. Know me now. All right? Come on, let's stand together. The moment you said yes to the Lord, the moment you believed in Jesus Christ for your salvation, at that moment, God identifies you with Christ. Before you've done anything, before you gave an offering, before you prayed another prayer, before you did anything, the moment that you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father identifies you with his son. Okay? You need to know that. And you are, at that moment, you are complete in him. There's no add-ons, all right? There's no other things that you have to do to be saved or to be holy or to be righteous. You are complete in him at that moment. And nobody takes that from you. And you don't forfeit it either. Okay? So at this point, I want to ask you, do you know that? Do you know you're complete in him or are you not sure? If you're not sure, you could be sure just for the asking. Just for the asking. Just where you stand, where you sit. You can say, Lord, I want to be sure. I want to know. I want to know that I'm sure enough saved. And then confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. All right? Because with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth you just confess it. So the salvation comes even before you confess. It comes with the faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. Okay, so it comes with the faith. Even before you shake the preacher's hand or go to the altar or pray the sinner's prayer or whatever you did, before that happens, when you believed, that's when salvation comes. Amen. Amen? Amen. Otherwise, the mute could not be saved. What are you going to do, write it out? Okay, it comes with the faith. And if you have faith to believe, you have salvation. Amen. Is there anybody today that does not know what I'm saying or needs, to, needs us to go over again and talk to you personally about it? The ministers are here. We'll gladly do it. We'll pray with you. We'll talk to you. We'll go over the scriptures some more.